All right. Well, good morning, church. Uh, welcome to our first um, Evangel online service. We're so glad that you guys have joined us this morning. Um, I'm here with Pastor Lisa, uh, and I'm hosting this morning. And so before uh, we get into our sermon, um, we just want to give some time for people to join online with us. Uh, and so I actually have some questions for Pastor Lisa uh, that I'm going to ask her. Uh, there, Some of them are fun questions. Some of them are a little bit more serious. And so my first question for you, Pastor Lisa, is if you could only watch one Disney movie for the rest of your life, which one would it be? I am going with Tangled. Whoa. Yeah, I it's one of my favorites. That. What about it is your favorite? Rapunzel is my favorite new princess. Okay. So Cinderella's classic princess, Rapunzel, new princess. Um, but there's just so many great humorous moments, the value of family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to make yes. a confession in front of all these people. You haven't seen it? I've never seen it. Okay, we're going to watch it. I know. It. I'm so sorry. There's so many things that we're like adding to our list of things that we haven't seen. <sighs> okay, well, Tangled. I'm yeah. trying to think of what mine would be. And I think like going back to five-year-old Marcus, I think mine still would be Lion King. Like, Have you seen all the new the one? No. Okay. I know. I'm like really. I'm. I'm losing. No. I'm over two on that. No, no, no. It was like basically verbatim the animated movie. Oh, okay. Just a new animation. Good. Which is kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, I like. I like the classic. Yeah. I'm. I'm a classic kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. If you uh, could choose. Okay. Wait. No. I'm gonna ask a different question. If all of the Disney princesses. Yeah. Were in the Hunger Games. Okay. Who would win? Is Mulan a princess? I mean, we'll count her as a princess. Okay, well, if Mulan's a princess, it's definitely Mulan. I mean, I mean, she saved China. That's kind of a given. Um, if, if she wasn't, though, if she wasn't, who would it be? see, I still think Rapunzel with that frying pan and the funk, <laughs> yeah, and the magic hair. I mean, I mean but here, here's the thing: she has lots of hair. <laughs> like, there are lots of obstacles in the forest. What if she just like gets caught? True. Like, what if she? I don't know. True. Who do you think? What's the one from Brave? What's her name? Merida. I think she would win. She's like Katnessy, so like I know that it's kind of like cheating. Archery skills. Yeah, like she just knows. True. Her flaming red hair <laughs> might be a little bit of a, a setback, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> um, if you could choose just one story from the Bible to preach for the rest of your life, which one would it be? I think... I really love all of the ways you can bring the story of Jesus walking out to his disciples and then calming the storm when he gets into the boat. All of the ways that that can apply to our lives today of Jesus seeing us, mm -hmm. of calling us out into unknown things, of keeping our eyes on him and how ultimately he's sovereign and he can bring peace. Good. Like I've been asked this question before. And I think I give a different answer, like, every single time. So then it's not true. I know. So far, yeah, so far I'm just lying, apparently. Um, but I think if I had to choose today, uh, it would definitely be, I think, like, Saul on the road to Damascus. Okay. Because there's so many elements of, like, who he was before, the conversion that happened, what meeting Jesus does to your life, um, and then kind of, like, the expression that comes after that. I think it gives, like, such a great picture of, like, kind of our entire faith journey um, from, like, being unsaved, just finding Jesus, and then to what that looks like afterwards. For sure. So then that would be, I think that would be one of mine. Mm -hmm. Okay, my last question for you before okay. we jump into some announcements is, who out of all of the Bible characters do you think um, reflect you the most? I don't know if I will say reflect, um, but the person I'm drawn to 
like their life outside of Jesus over and over and over as King David. Hmm. Love his heart for worship. I love the fact that even when he made mistakes that didn't define him, um, that he came back over and over and over mm-hmm. to the grace of God. Um, and so even now, like in the midst of this crisis, that's hmm. kind of where I found myself going back to is the Psalms, reading yeah. his prayers um, and just letting that resonate and become my prayer. Yeah, no, it's good. I love like David's like painful and transparent, like honesty, mm-hmm. um, especially found in the Psalms. And so, yeah, no, that's great. It's great. All right. So we have just a couple of announcements for you. Um, as we like shift into online everything, uh, we just have a couple of things that we want to point you towards this morning. So the first one is um, kids. You might have already actually joined in kids service this week. Um, and this morning as it was released on Facebook. But parents, if you've missed that this morning or if you uh, didn't quite get there, just know that the videos are actually on our Facebook page. And in the following weeks, you'll be able to see some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Pastor Lisa has done an incredible job um, of giving you guys so many resources each day on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, and so if you're looking for things to, to, I think we're calling them boredom busters. Yeah, boredom busters yeah. and freebies. Yeah, check, check our Facebook page. And so if you're not sure what that is, Go to www.facebook.com forward slash Evangel PC Kids. That's facebook.com forward slash Evangel PC Kids. And then our students at Evangel Youth, uh, on Tuesday at 3.30 p.m., uh, I'll be sharing uh, again live uh, our sermon as we're continuing our Hey Siri series. And so if you're not sure where that is, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Evangel Youth PR. That's facebook.com forward slash Evangel Youth PR. And so we're going to be uh, continuing our series uh, this week. And then in following weeks, you may see um, some different staff members that are also sharing with you guys. And so we're really excited for that. And then we just want to remind you again uh, on Wednesday at se- Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. 7. Oh, sorry. 7 o'clock. 7 p.m. Whoa, thank you. You're this welcome. is why I need Lisa with me. <laughs> uh, at 7 p.m., we're doing a Bible study. We know that our community groups are an important part of our church uh, and of our like larger community. And so we wanted to just give an opportunity for us to be able to join in community with each other from our homes uh, as we kind of have like a joint community group. And so we're continuing uh, kind of our theme of faith in the midst of crisis. And so we just want to invite you to that again on our Facebook page at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. The next thing is that we're really excited to share with you is that next week, typically at church, we would have communion. And so as we were kind of talking about what that would look like, we kind of had the thought or the, the realization that we can actually do that together. Uh, and so we're really excited. We just want to put that out there to you guys a week in advance so that you guys can prepare. But we're going to be doing communion next week. Uh, I think it'll be a great time for uh, us to join together as a collective body uh, as we take those elements together. But I think it's also going to be a great opportunity for you guys as families to come together in a really intimate, quiet moment with each other and just be able to take communion. Uh, just so you guys know, it doesn't have to be necessarily grape juice and rice crackers. Uh, and so if you guys are feeling like you're self-isolating, if you can't get to the grocery store, uh, be creative because we really believe that it's not those exact uh, juice or the exact cracker that is uh, what we're remembering, but that we're remembering Jesus and his body and his blood. And so we just want to remind you uh, that that's coming up next week. And if you are being creative, we'd love to see that. So take a picture and tag a yeah. church in it. Yeah, we'd love to see that in the comments. 
uh, share it on Instagram and tag us. We'd love to, to repost those things to you just as we join together. And then finally, um, we are really, really glad that you guys have banded together as a church. We've seen so much community. We've seen so much generosity in you guys. Um, and so just to extend that generosity and to extend uh, what we talk about here at church usually on Sundays is that we uh, are still opening up the church for giving. Because as much as we're not gathering here maybe as frequently as we have before, uh, we still have elements and pieces of our church that we still need to pay, that still need to be um, continually expressed uh, in our church. And so if you guys are wanting to give, there's many options to do so. So just so you guys know, our office is actually going to stay open during the week. So if you want to do what we're calling drive-through generosity, uh, feel free to stop by the church during our office hours. That's uh, from 9 a.m. to noon. There's a, a window from 12 to 1 that's lunch, so we won't be there. And then from 1 till 4. And that's from Monday to Thursday. And so we would love to see you there. Um, we have a couple practices in place just to keep it safe. So we have Lysol wipes. Um, we have kind of all of those pieces in place as well. Uh, just to make sure that we're keeping you guys safe in the process. And then there's also online giving as well. So if you go to myevangel.church, uh, on any of our pages on our website, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a blue icon. If you click that, it'll lead you through how to give online. Uh, and it's actually a really easy way. It keeps your information if you want it to. And so if you're wanting to kind of pivot into a different way of giving, uh, or if you're unable to get to the church, that's a great option for you too. If you guys get there and you're having some issues and you can't quite figure it out, feel free to phone us at the church. We'd love to help walk, walk you through that, just because we know for some of you guys it might be new. Um, and so I know that it's a little bit strange, but I'm going to pray over our offering this week uh, because we have received um, some this week as well. And so we really appreciate that um, consistency and faithfulness uh, from you guys coming into tithe, even in the midst of kind of a crisis moment or in the midst of um, some disruption into our lives. And so we're going to pray for that. Uh, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Lisa. So God, thank you so much that even amidst um, crisis, even amidst a moment where we experience so much disruption in our lives, uh, that you are still faithful to us, that you are so generous to us. And so, God, I pray that we would remind ourselves um, of that, that we would remind ourselves that we can look to you. God, I pray for all of the tithes and offerings that have been given this week. Uh, we thank you for the generosity of our church and the obedience of our church, God. And we pray that uh, you would use that for your ministry. And although that ministry may look kind of different in this season, God, we still know it's for your glory and we still know it's for your purposes. So Jesus, we love you and we thank you and we pray us all in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Thanks. Lisa. And just one note, if you'd want to come and give on Sunday morning, oh, yeah. we're here at nine o'clock mm -hmm. and I can't remember the time we said. Till noon. Till noon. Yeah. So you can always stop by on Sunday mornings too from nine to noon. Um, and like have a six foot conversation <laughs> you just need to break up the cabin fever yeah we'd love to see you from afar yeah uh, all right i'm going to pass it over to lisa um but thanks guys for joining me great you know block that light so you don't get blinded over there well thank you so much for joining us from your homes this morning i don't really know that there's any illustration better of how broken our world is than right now in this current crisis than the fact that this is an empty auditorium right now, and you are home, hunkered down in your respective living rooms or bedrooms or wherever you're watching this from. We are a far cry from Eden and from heaven, aren't we? We have a very real 
crisis on our hands. We have very real worries. This is a very real disease. And the reality of today is the perfect launching point into our passage in Hebrews, because this is what it talks about. So grab your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews 2, uh, verses 5 to 9. And if you're navigating that, kind of go past all of the Ian's, Colossians, Galatians, Thessalonians, um, and go past Timothy and Titus, Philemon, and you'll be there in Hebrews. If you are wondering, why do we always stress this so much? It's because there's something really powerful about having your own Bible, about marking it up and writing things down and um, taking note when God speaks to you of learning how to navigate it for yourself. But if this morning you're sitting there and you don't have a Bible, Pastor Marcus is jumping on our chat and he will be posting all of the scriptures there. And once this crisis is over and we can gather again, we would love to get a Bible in your hands. So Hebrews 2 verses 5 to 9. And before we get too far, I want you to think of that chat screen as our lobby this morning. So go ahead, type comments, type questions, type prayer requests. And let's engage with one another there. Let's encourage one another and pray for one another and use that as our digital lobby for today. So Hebrews 2, verses 5 to 9. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified. What are mere mortals that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crown them with glory and honor and put everything up there. Now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. So God, we believe in the power of your word. We know that right now life is uncertain. We are living in this, but not everything is subject to them. But we do trust that you are who you say you are, that you are still faithful, that you are still able, that your word still goes forth, even if we're not in the same room. And so this morning, God, would you speak as you always have before? as you are so faithful to do, because you are the spirit of truth. And would you allow my words to fade away on the wind, but would yours go forth with power and authority in your precious name. Amen. This morning, I want to encourage each of us to lift our heads. Friends, we do have hope today. We know that no matter what happens, Jesus is still victorious. That this passage from Hebrews 2 allows us to walk in faith and not in fear, to be missional and not purposeless. And it calls us to lift our heads. So let's dive in. In Hebrews 2, verses 5 to 8, it kind of answers this one big question of who am I? And as I was writing this message, the opening lines from the song, who you say I am, kept coming back over and over and over to my mind. And those, that first verse kind of says, who am I? that the highest king would welcome me. I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Who am I? I'm the beloved of God. 
I'm never out of his notice. I'm never beyond the limits of his presence. I am who he says I am. But to really understand what this passage in Hebrews 2, verse 5 to 8 is talking about, we have to go backwards in time. We have to go back to Genesis. We have to go back to the charge that God gave Adam and Eve. And in Genesis 1, verse 28, Genesis 1, 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. The original plan for this world and for us as humanity was that we would rule over all the created things. But when sin entered the world, so did brokenness and disease and death. And the authority that we were given to operate in that charge from God was marred and broken and bent. And that's why the author of Hebrews can say with authority in Hebrews 2.8 what we're feeling in this crisis. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them. We don't live in the perfection of Eden. We don't live in the perfection of heaven. We're stuck right now in this broken in-between. And we broke it. I mean, we're walking out the consequences of our independence. And I do say ours because Adam and Eve aren't the only ones who've chosen their way over God's way, right? I do it all the time. You're simply the first. Our choice to rebel against God, our choice to disobey his instructions, our choice ushered us into this mess. But here's where the amazingness of this passage comes to fruition because God saw us break it. God knows that we chose our imperfection over his perfection, that we choose all the time our way over his way. And yet he doesn't shake his head at us. He doesn't leave us to our own devices. He doesn't look at us with disdain. No, here in Hebrews 2, we see the wonder of this, that as um, Hebrews 2 verses 6 to 8 echo David's psalm from Psalm 8, which is just literally copied and pasted over, this psalm that's full of wonder over who God is, this psalm that is full of wonder over how artistically and expertly God created everything and then leads as it's going through, how amazing you are, God, how amazing you are, God, how amazing you are, God. Who am I? Who am I? That you would look on us, that you would pay attention to us, that you would draw near to me, that you would care for me. Wherever you are sitting, whether that's your sofa or your bed or your dining room table, can you just pause for a moment and let that sink in? That the God of the universe, God Almighty, the one who created all that our eyes see and all that our eyes don't, loves you enough to bend near, loves you enough to pay attention to you, regardless of your shortcomings, regardless of your failings, regardless of your rebellion and independence, because it was never contingent on us. God bends near because it's who he is. And in light of who God is, we can say, who am I? 
Who am I? This is not a statement of arrogance. It's one of surrender. It's realizing that apart from Jesus, I'm nothing. For some people, this week just stripped away every part of your identity. All of a sudden, you find yourself laid off from work. You find all the things that you identified yourself as, hobbies that were outside of your home, friendships, relationships, all of it shut down. Can I just reassure you that your identity is not in that? Your identity is in who Jesus says you are. And this statement is not one of arrogance. It's one of understanding that the attention and presence of God in my life is undeserved grace, only undeserved grace, grace that God would use a broken and fragile human being like me for his purpose, grace that God would welcome me into a relationship with him, grace. And when we come to grips with that, with the vastness of this grace, with the vastness of his love for us, when we allow that to transform our hearts, to free us of the lies that we live in, to bring us past the limitations of our doubt, the past the limitations of what we would identify ourselves as, past all of those things, it spurs us into action. Of this passage, Charles Spurgeon says, God speaks to men by men. He's made them to be the choice and chosen instruments of his wondrous work of grace upon the earth. Who am I? I'm utterly undeserving of the grace that's been bestowed upon me. That's who I am. But God looks upon us and he bends near. And do you know who he says we are? He says that we're beloved, that we're chosen, that we're redeemed, that we're set apart that we're free. Friends, you are who God says you are. Lift your head. Lift your head and step into your role as image bearer of the king of kings. Just look around us. We're in the middle of a crisis with people who need the hope of Jesus. There's work to do. Lift your head. We say it often. I'm going to say it again. This life is not about us. It's not. We're called to mission. We're called to spread the good news of Jesus, to share the gospel. And there are two lies that we can buy into with this question of who I am. And each one is going to keep us kind of captive to one of two different camps. The first is that we can uh, stay put in our unworthiness. That we can allow the reality of our past to tie us down that we can give into the lives of the enemy and that will immobilize us. We can live with our heads hung so far down in shame that we never realize that the prison door is open, that Jesus bought our freedom and we just have to lift our head and walk out. But the second camp is that we can get overconfident in who we are and we can border on arrogant. We can swing so far that we forget that it is unbestowed or bestowed grace, undeserved bestowed grace only. And we can somehow begin to think that this um, who am I is about me and not just about the grace of Jesus. And when we get into that camp, we can walk in the freedom of Jesus in arrogance and not follow the presence and the leading of Jesus. 
we do need both. We need to have a right understanding that none of this is about me, that I am unworthy, undeserving, but that Jesus calls me beloved, that he chose me to be his daughter. He chose you to be sons and daughters of God. And we need to operate both from an understanding of surrender, but also an understanding of empowerment, that we are image bearers of God Most High. Lift your head. In the midst of crisis, internal or external, we need to lift our heads out of position for sure, but we also need to lift our heads to be able to fix our eyes on Jesus. And when we do, when we lift our eyes to him, that's where we find hope. That's where we find peace. When we remind our souls, when we take charge of, of our souls, as David said all the time, right? Rise up, oh my soul. When we take charge and say, no, we're not going to focus and fixate on the worry and the fear around us. I'm going to focus and fixate on who Jesus is. When I pause in the moments where my panic is starting to threaten to rise to levels, I just can't handle. And friends, that has been a real part of my everyday right now, is having to come back once again. Where does my help come from? God, you guard my going out and my coming in. I need to lift my eyes to see you in the midst of this. That's where hope is. This hope that Hebrews 6.19 says is an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. If you've been following along on our Evangel Kids page, you'll see that I was wearing a blue sweatshirt with an anchor on it. I put that on because I needed to remind myself of this verse, that Jesus is my hope. And because of that, I have an anchor for my soul, firm and secure, that no crisis can shake. In the midst of this crisis, we need to lift our eyes once again to examine who Jesus is. In Hebrews 2, verses 8 to 9, it says, Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them. It's been broken. The world isn't operating in perfection anymore. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. And I love those first few words of verse 9, but we do see Jesus. Friends, we are living in verse 8, right? At present, we do not see disease or sickness or normal everyday life subject to them. But we do see Jesus. Lift your head. Where have you seen Jesus present this week? Where has God reminded you to take heart? Where has God beckoned you closer to sustain your soul, to draw you into peace, to reveal himself to you? Because I promise he is faithful and he is near. Lift your eyes to see him. The amazing message of the gospel that's echoed here in verse 9 is that God cared enough about his creation to become his creation, that Jesus understands every single one of our human emotions, and he understands sickness, and he understands death, and all the complexities of this life because he lived it. 
because he was fully God and fully man in that way that mathematics fails us, right? Because 50 plus 50 equals 100. 100 plus 100 does not equal 100, except here it does, that Jesus was full 100% God and full 100% man in him. This is the only way for Jesus to redeem and restore what was broken, to bridge that divide between God and man. So Jesus became man for us. Undeserved grace, friends. Undeserved grace. He lived a human life, experienced human emotions, died a human death so he could redeem us. And he did. But not only did that, he do that, he conquered death and he promised that this world would not always be this way. But in this meantime, in this broken in between, we have a choice. Do we lift our heads or do we focus on the waves? The storms of life aren't evidence of God's absence. This crisis right now is not because God wasn't able. It's not because God doesn't heal. It's not because God was caught unawares or is unable to act. No. Sometimes storms are storms. Sometimes storms are consequence. Sometimes storms are brokenness. Can we lift our head and see Jesus in the midst of this, the Jesus who's able, the Jesus who loves us so lavishly that he went to the cross, who's victorious, even now crowned with glory and honor, because we will see him when we lift our heads. This has been a crazy week. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's felt like it's been 98 days long, right? Anybody else there? Being stuck at home with kids and uncertainty and so much fear. And it's just swirling. And it calls to us to become all-consuming and all-encompassing. But friends, that's not who we are. Take heart. Lift your head because God is still acting. God is still in control. God is still all powerful. Before I close, um, I want to give you just one last opportunity to type those prayer requests into the chat. We want to pray and agree together here. So if you have those, please make sure that you're writing them in and they're going to be brought to me in a moment. Well, in John 16, 33, right before Jesus went to the cross, he told his disciples, I told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. We will have trouble. That's no surprise. But do you know what else is no surprise? It's no surprise when the peace that passes understanding floods your soul. It is no surprise when you have an opportunity to shine brighter than the darkness of fear and illness. It is no surprise when God reminds us that even now he can work all things to good. Yet at present, we do not see everything in subject to them. But we do see Jesus. Let's lift our heads, friends. Because God still has this. Well, thanks, Pastor Lisa. That was a great, uh, encouraging message. And we're so excited that um, you joined us this morning. It was great to be able to interact with you guys. 
Um, we're just going to give a couple moments here to uh, allow you guys to just add some prayer requests, some questions that you may have. Uh, thanks for amening uh, Pastor Lisa in uh, through this message, and I'm sure as she looks through the comments that she'll uh, love those moments to be able to see um, you guys joining with us. So I'm going to quickly pray, uh, and then we'll answer any questions or prayer requests that we have here, um, and then we will conclude our time. So Jesus, we thank you so much uh, that we can lift our heads, not to the chaos around us, but to you. And so God, I pray that as we continue uh, today and this morning, that we would carry that truth with us, that we would carry that truth in the way that we interact with people, that we would carry that truth in the way uh, that we love our family and spend time together. And so God, I pray that this would just be a springboard for what you're continuing to do in our lives. And so we simply partner with you. We love you and we thank you and we praise all in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, guys, if you do have any prayer requests, feel free to comment on our video uh, that we are about to post here as it ends our live event. And if you do have a prayer request that you want maybe to be a little bit more private, feel free to go to myevangel.church forward slash prayer. And there's a form there that you can submit prayer requests as well. Um, but thanks so much for joining us. We're excited to see you Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, as we come together for our Bible study. But that is uh, it for this morning. And so thanks, guys, for joining with us. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day and a great week. We'll see you again.